It's time for the Flagler Radio Business Report, a 30-minute roundtable discussion with local businesses. And now, your host, Kirk Keller. Good morning and welcome to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. I have a fantastic guest, a new guest to me in the studios this morning. Good morning, Dale Martin. Good morning, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Dale Martin is the new city manager, city administrator. What's the official title? City manager. City manager. Great. Uh, You've got a great history and a great background. In fact, your your old city of Fernando Beach uh, said they're going to miss you. They were surprised when you were let go. Uh, So I I take that as a compliment. That's a good thing for us, right? Right. We were. It was definitely surprising, but uh, the way things are going down here, I, I might even consider sending him a thank you note because I think I ended up in a in a much better place. In fact, I, the the local newspaper there said that you held the record for that position. Yes, sir. Uh, typically, lifespan of a city manager is about three to five years or maybe one or two election cycles. Um, we do work for city commissioners who come and go. Um, sometimes the the easiest thing for them to change is city managers. Exactly. Um, so, yes, I believe that uh, according to the recruiter that brought me there, uh, I was the longest serving city manager in Fernandina Beach, seven and a half years uh, over the course of the last 35 years or so. That's fantastic. Now, I guess you kind of made national news or re- regional news because you actually went after FEMA and you sued them and you won. Yes, sir. It was uh, they had their own version of the pier. Our marina in Fernandina Beach was uh, destroyed in Hurricane Matthew. Um, and I, FEMA signed twice documents saying that they would uh, reimburse the city once we rebuilt it. Well, after we rebuilt it at the tune of about $10 million, FEMA suddenly changed their mind and said, well, we think you could have repaired it. Um, so we appealed, went through the appeal process, uh, and eventually uh, went to arbitration in the United States uh, Board of Civilian Contract Appeals. And uh, actually, it never got that far because FEMA conceded once they saw our, our filing. So we did end up getting about $7.5 million from FEMA. That's fantastic. Now, I think that was one of the main factors in my decision of, oh, I like Dale Martin, uh, because we've been really without a peer the same time. Matthew, my first hurricane, because I moved here right at eight years ago in April. Um, Matthew's wiped out the, the 160 feet of the pier, I think, for Matthew. I think uh, well, I, we're down about less than half of what I've been told is the historic length of the pier. And I know some of it was lost in Matthew, and then there was some more of it lost in the recent storms of last year. But the plan is to restore it. To about eight hundred and a little over eight hundred feet, and which will be more or less double the size that you see out there right now. So at one time we had not received the money from FEMA from Matthew, which was a different administration, and it was my understanding from Larry, the former city manager, we had already received the the money from Irma, the FEMA from the Trump administration. Do you feel that administrations have anything to at all to do with getting our money or not getting our money? Probably not. Um, and basically FEMA doesn't actually give you the money. It's a reimbursement. So the community has to come up with the money first. And that was another thing that we were able to achieve in Fernandina Beach as part of our claim against FEMA was we had to take out additional loans. And I believe for the first time ever, FEMA paid a community uh, their financing costs. So we got an additional $300,000 because we had to take out loans because the FEMA money wasn't as forthcoming as quickly as it was supposed to be. Um, so yeah, people don't, People think that FEMA gives you the money up front, but it's all a reimbursement. And that's what takes so long. You know, we we rebuild a pier. Well, it's probably still going to be another year or so before we actually get reimbursed for that money. Gotcha. So do we have the money now to rebuild the pier in our coffers? No, not from FEMA. But no, we, no, no. We, I mean – Right. We did have uh, – we got a substantial appropriation from the state thanks to Speaker Penner. 
mm-hmm. um, and the Florida legislature. So I believe we got an appropriation this past year of about four and a half million dollars. So that'd be. And I know I'm putting you on the spot because you're you are brand new. What is it? Three weeks? <laughs> yes, sir. Three weeks. I'm putting you on the spot. Do you know why we've been delayed? We, I mean. That was eight years ago, Matthew hit. Then Irma was a year after that. And then this last year, we got hit with two hurricanes back to back within 10 days. Why is it, why are we dragging our feet and flagging the beach on, on the pier? That I really don't know. I'm not sure if it was due to the, I think there was probably some debate as to whether you rebuild it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think it is such an iconic structure in Flagler Beach that, that there'd be no question in my mind that, yes, it needs to be rebuilt. Um, and I think there was also the other impacts of the storms, as you indicated, last year. Um, but from what I'm told, this is the last Hurricane Matthew project remaining to be resolved in the state of Florida. Fantastic. Have you seen the plans for the new uh, period? Yeah, yes, sir. We just got uh, delivered the uh, 60% plans on Friday. Yeah, I did bring a – there's a – Oh, great. Rumor rumor on the street is it's going to be a concrete structure um, from beginning to end. It's not going to have any wood pallets at all. No, no, that's the concrete will be um, we're supposed to keep the way that I understand it. The first hundred feet is going to be the traditional historic pier as a a testament to the heritage of the pier. The pilings will be concrete, but the decking will be uh, boards again. Oh, great. So So the boards – now, I noticed – Several of the boards have inscribed names that people had bought the board and left it there for memory for somebody that was on Flagler Beach. Are you going to try to reuse those boards? or they- Yes, we're going to try and find some way of reusing them, whether we incorporate it. Because uh, at the meeting we had last week with the, con- with the uh, designer, the engineer, uh, we were talking about restoring some of the chairs and benches that were on the piers and trying to figure out maybe we can incorporate those planks with the names on it into the new – reconstructed furniture that's going to populate the pier bait shop going to stay uh that's i think the city commission is trying to decide how to, what are their opportunities i think the commission need, realizes this is a once in a multi-generational opportunity and that we get a chance to really review what the options are and let's not worry about the cost at first let's come up with the dream plan and then get the cost and say okay but we can at least say we consider it i think there is some talk Boy, of, uh, city commissioner selling my wife let's just come up with it and you come up with the money later <laughs> exactly um i think there is some talk as to the the salty pelican will, will stay in in place but, but what do we want to do on the southern side of the of the of the pier right. are there opportunities to rebuild the lifeguard station to rebuild the bait shop do we want to expand that and perhaps make some event space there mm-hmm. um so i think those are the the discussions that are ongoing. Who's overseeing that project? Um, right now, it's the uh, the contractor, the engineer is uh, Moffat Nickel. Um, so they're they're doing that, but we share the uh, plans. They share the plans with me. We have monthly update meetings, things like that. So have you hired a contractor yet to build this? No, it hasn't gone out to bid yet. Okay. So we we'll finish finish permitting, finish working with the Corps of Engineer, uh, and then finish working with the design. Engineer. With your experience already doing this in another beach town. Are you going to reach out to those contractors and say, hey, you did a great job in Fernando Beach. Let's see what you can do in Flagler. Yeah, I don't think that'll hurt. I think it'll at least let them know what the opportunity is here. Right, because I don't know if we have anybody that could do a project like this. We've actually had a couple people have already called and left messages. Oh, really? You know, saying, hey, we heard the new guys coming into town. We want to talk with them, and we're just kind of saying we're not ready to engage that conversation yet. Right. But, now, I did notice that your contract is for three years. What can you actually accomplish in three years? Actually, three-year contracts the longest contract I've ever had in my life. Most of the time, it's 
a day-to-day contract. All it takes <laughs> is a special meeting and three votes, and you're out of a job. That's what my deal is, day-to-day. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a th- rolling three-year contract. I think you can accomplish quite a bit. I think uh, the staff that I've gotten to know very well over the course of the last three weeks, um, they're great hands-on. They're dedicated. Um, I think it's going to be fun building the team and shaping the team, especially from a mid-level management perspective. Um, but I think I think the city's in a good spot. And with what's going on over the course of the two years, the hotel's supposed to break ground. They were supposed to break ground yesterday, um, but they've run into some logistic delays. So that's probably put off for about six to eight weeks. Um, then we've got the beach renourishment program, which is supposed to start next July. Mm-hmm. And then we have the pier, which is supposed to start next October, um, where we've got plans for a new wastewater treatment plant that we're working on. And then there's other talks of you know other opportunities downtown. So the pier is supposed to be done December of 26. So that's within that three-year window. So hopefully we'll have a new hotel, nearest beaches, and a new pier within two years. Great. I do know the pier brings in a lot of people. I, th- I want to say it was it was either this year's TDC meeting that I attended or late last year's TDC uh, meeting I went to that we had the highest people number of people going across the pier that year. Uh, and I don't remember those numbers. Are you familiar with no, that? No, I haven't seen those numbers. So I know the pier brings in a lot. It was over 2,000 people in one day, and they were okay. very, or, or maybe one month, and they were very pleased with the number TDC was. And uh, I, I was just amazed by the number that went to that pier because I didn't realize I live on the south end of Flagler Beach, as I mentioned earlier. I didn't realize that many people went to the pier and just hung out, took pictures and all that stuff. But thinking back to it, my first time here, that's the first place my wife and daughter went to is the pier to go take pictures on the end. There's a pier up on Amelia Island in the city limits of at the Fort Clinch State Park. Fort Clinch had a pier that was probably about three quarters of a mile, and that's just a layman's estimate. But that was also destroyed in Hurricane Matthew. And, the, and I remember that was a key attraction for the Fort Clinch State Park. Um, and the state hasn't rebuilt that at this point. I'm not sure if they're going to. Uh, but a lot of people lament the loss of, of that pier as well. So I can only imagine a pier that is so predominant in the heart of downtown – uh, would attract that's no surprise that it attracts that many people i think it's great you've had a chance to drive around flagler beach yes sir what are some things that you notice that the city is responsible for that you would like to change i think when you look at the parks i think the parks need to be cleaned up maintained um you get some of the feedback from people that say we don't need new stuff we need to take care of the stuff that we already have so i think that's something i would that agree yeah. needs some immediate attention um just the general Cleanliness, um, I think it's a great downtown. All the communities I've worked in have had a traditional, if not a historic downtown. Um, to me, downtown is the soul of a community, and I think we have a great downtown. I think the hotel is going to set the standard for how we want our landscaping, streetscape, sidewalks to appear. And I think we have an opportunity there to look and expand it in the community redevelopment area, CRA, um, and figure out what to do with that area. But I think that's that's key addressed uh, uh, perhaps part of the parks, the boardwalk, um, because that is the, the attraction of downtown flag. But at the same time, how do we pull this off, make these improvements, um, but st- still maintain that traditional beach feel right. that I think is, is overwhelmingly Flagler beach. On A1A, there's a bunch of the, the sand dunes. They never get mowed. They never get groomed. Is that the responsibility of the city or is that the responsibility of Florida FDOT? It would primarily be FDOT, but part of the reason you don't do that is that vegetation is critical to maintaining the integrity of the dune. So yeah. we want to plant this, the sea oats, 
no, palmettos. I, I get that, but you know, I think I told you in the beginning of the show, or in the before we got on the show, I'm from Southwest Missouri, and we were always taught that if you keep them cut, the roots would di- grow deeper in the ground and make your ground uh, stronger. So I've always thought, why aren't they cutting this so the roots will get down in the in the sand or the dirt? And bring all that stuff together because it all gets down there and, and weaves around. So I always thought that would make it stronger. Yeah, and I, I've never seen, even on Amelia Island, I've never seen the dunes or the sea oats or those, you know, mm-hmm. landscaped or cut. So I would expect that that's just the way the sea oats operate um, instead of your typical grasses. Right. It's just one of the things I've noticed. And, and I and actually, I read a couple articles about you, and that was one of the comments is maybe those maybe they'll mow the sand dunes. <laughs> so uh, I no. thought I'd bring it up. So you did make some changes with the commission up in Fernando beach uh, of how it was structured and how the meetings were held. Are you planning on doing that here at Flagler beach? I've raised the issue. One of the key issues are sometimes at the end of a meeting, when you have city commissioner comments, um, it typically drags a meeting out and the meetings have been a long time. So I've, I've raised the issue with, why don't we have a workshop where, City commission talk amongst each other's prior to the meeting, so maybe legally, five, legally, right? A lot of people don't understand the sunshine light. Uh, commissioners cannot talk amongst themselves privately because that's against the law. So I'll let you. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that, and so that is the only time that they can talk or share ideas or hey, what do you guys think about that? So we may try to consider moving those type of discussions prior to the meeting. So there's a hard limit of okay, we can have an hour long discussion on that. Let's make an agenda for the workshop put two or three items on there, talk about it. If it rises to the level of more formal consideration, we'll add it to the agenda. Um, but I think that's worked well. It cuts the meeting length down. Um, yeah, you don't need to be talking about new ideas at 1030 at night at the end of a three or four hour city commission meeting. No, I agree. I'm in bed by then. Hey, let's take a fast commercial break and come right back to the business report right after this. wanted to come back to Pompos where I live and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision making. Good morning and welcome back to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. In the studios this morning is Dale Martin. He's the new city manager of Flagler Beach on the job for three weeks as of today, I guess. So welcome once again to Flagler Thank Beach. You. As a resident, I'm super excited to have you on Flagler Beach to try get some stuff done. Uh, I'm not necessarily the progressive guy that wants to see a bunch of modern stuff. Like you said earlier, I like the hometown feel of Flagler Beach. I, be, I like being able to walk down the street, know the merchants, and know uh, the population that are on the streets. And if you see somebody strange... Uh, I noticed this several times, Dale, uh, a Flagler Beach resident will go, good morning or good afternoon or, hey, where are you guys from? And they automatically start a conversation. So I, I love that about Flagler Beach, and I hope we keep that that feel, that uh, that country boy country boy feel, I guess, is what I'm, I'm thinking And I, I think that is uh, – you indicated you're a Midwesterner. I'm a Midwesterner by birth, and I think that's part of the roots that we have in the Midwest that we're, we're friendly. We're not, not – from other parts of the country that maybe don't have that same reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that reputation the same here on coastal, north central, coastal Florida as well, that people are warm and welcoming and engaging. Um, so, yes, it's a good hometown feel. So we were talking about some of the things that you've you've noticed when driving around, which you want to clean up our city parks. Is there a way to do that without raising taxes or raising our expenses? 
I believe that there is. I think we have sufficient money um, set aside for that right now, and that's working forward with the city commission on that. I think uh, since I'm not as familiar with the local parks, um, I'd like to perhaps create a ad hoc parks and rec committee so that I can get more advice or insight into some of the parks or the desires of the parks, whether we want to have a – do we need to develop a standard so all the parks have a city of Flagler Beach common theme so we don't have one type of design at one park and another elsewhere? And I think I'd have to rely on the citizens um, more so to, to guide me in that direction. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's my next question. You were kind of famous uh, at your last Flagler Beach or last beach uh, city that you managed is that you put the community to work for the community. You put these committees together. What are some other committees that you're thinking about uh, putting together to get the city to work better? Uh, well, I want to build on one of the things that I enjoyed up there was the Citizens Academy, which I also know Commissioner Mealy down here has put together. Um, as you somewhat indicated, a lot of people don't understand how city government works. So I think a Citizens Academy where people come in, we give them a, a background on the history of how government operates uh, and how the wastewater plant operates and things like that helps people understand and truly realize how good a staff we have, and they, they're truly dedicated to serving the residents. Um, but, yeah, I think the Parks and Rec, I think uh, uh, a beach committee helped me, you know, really understand. And let's, I mean, since the beach is so critical to this community, um, I think it, it, des- it deserves some higher attention. So are you more of a, a bean counter type manager or more of a hands-on type? Definitely not a bean counter. Um, as I've indicated to several people, my, I'm a generalist by nature. My job is to know a little bit about a lot of things, but then rely on the staff to really have the depth of knowledge on very narrow, specific items. Um, but I've been doing this for 25 years, so yes, a lot of it's on-the-job training to understand how all the water and wastewater treatment plants work, how we do roads, how we do parks, um, how we put the budget together. Uh, but every day is different, and I, I, it's a blast. So currently our uh, our Palm Coast City Council just gave themselves a raise. I know there's been some talk about maybe the other cities in the area do the same thing. Do you foresee that happening with the Flagler Beach commissioners getting a raise to actually serve our community? They've asked me to look into that, so we're looking at other communities. Um, I know some communities talk about a good way to do it so it doesn't look quite as self-serving is you can raise the, the, the salary for the city commissioners, uh, but then actually don't have that go into effect until a new member takes your seat. So you're not voting on a raise for yourself. You're voting for a raise uh, for the next people. Right. I, I noticed that in some of the blogs about your hiring and your, uh, I don't think it's fair, but they throw your salary out there, $165,000 a year. I saw a lot of people going, that's too low. That's too low. That's too low. Then I saw several people. I'm like, are you kidding me? That Flagler Beach is too small for that kind of salary. I think it's too low. I'm just going to come out and tell you I think it's too low. I know what the city manager does. I know the hours that you're probably going to be putting in. And $165,000 probably wouldn't even cover your salary if we did get hit by another hurricane, especially last year when we got hit by two hurricanes. You're on point. You're there. You're not home in bed having the staff do it. So what do you what do you want to say to these people that think you're getting paid too much? Um, I don't do this job for the money. The salary is very uh, welcoming. Um, and I know that it was a challenge for the recruiter working with the city commission to raise the salary because I believe before it was in the 120s or 130s. Correct. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the going rate for city managers. I was making less than that money in Fernandina Beach. My salary was 157 in Fernandina Beach. And the new city manager there attempted – 
attempting to attract, uh, they've increased the salary up to $225,000. There's, there's a lot of vacant city managers around because it is a volatile profession. It is. I mean, you could be gone the next day. I got to just say the wrong, 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 one wrong thing on a radio show. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what are some other changes and programs you would like to see Flagler Beach adopt that you um, uh, started in other cities that worked well? Uh, one thing that we're talking about putting in the budget is uh, doing a pave analysis of our, our roads, what people refer to as a pavement management plan. Rate all of our roads on a scale of zero to ten or zero to a hundred. But you are fortunate. The majority of your roads that are around Flagler Beach are F dots responsibility. Is that correct? The the key roads are yes, A one A and and State Route one hundred. Right. But we still got all the the roads through the neighborhoods that need attention as well. And by doing a pavement management survey, we can probably lay out the framework for the next twenty to thirty years of what roads we're going to pave in what year and how much money should we set aside to make sure our roads are well kept. Right. Let's talk about developments. Uh, the county uh, has, and the city commission has also granted several different new developments. Are some of those developments ones that you would have said, let's hold off another year, or you would have voted for them immediately? By developments, you mean residential developments? Residential developments, right. Yeah. I'm not fully aware of any significant ones within the city limits. Is the one by, behind Publix not within Flagler Beach city limits? The apartments, I believe, are, yeah. and the other one as well, across on, on Roberts Road, correct. Okay. Um, Those are the two that I specifically okay. am thinking about that it's got a lot of controversy, I guess. I think there is concern, growing concern with the number of developments. You know, is it, is there, do we run the risk of overdevelopment becoming an existential threat to our quality of life here? And mm-hmm. I haven't even moved here yet, and yet that's the the, the pulse that I seem to get is, have we gone too far toward the development um, side? And so what opportunities or actions can the city commission take, can the county take, can Palm Coast or, or Bunnell take to respond to these if it really is a threat? Uh, is that one reason why we're looking at a new wastewater plant for Flagler Beach? No, primarily it's for the treatment. The treatment system we have right now, um, not to sound you know, this is a Saturday morning program. So, yeah, the way we treat sewage is you basically separate the sludge from the liquid and you mm-hmm. put the sludge out, you let it dry, and then we um, ship the sludge to a landfill. Um, so, so we're implementing a new treatment system. So we'll do away with the drying beds. Gotcha. I understand that now. So what is the concern of these developments? I know they were concerned about the number of people, the number of apartments, and the number of houses that I thought went back right back to sewage and water. The concern that I understand is that you have a lot of people that don't live within the city that are making use of city resources, whether it's the beaches, the roads, the sidewalks, the trash, and they're not paying for it. So that's on the taxpayers' back of Flagler Beach. You, mm-hmm. your taxes, my taxes will eventually pay for being the playground of Flagler County. And how do we start to address that increasing cost when um, it shouldn't be on the backs of taxpayers? Paid parking? That is – being raised by the city commissioners and i think i think they, that's raised every year by the city commissioners. right and and i think a key component is and because we went round and round about this in fernandina beaches is it possible to implement a paid parking program where property owners within the city of flagler beach are not affected by that basically they get free but well, everybody else i've said this several times on, on on this show why not buy the bank of america building lot there and turn that into a two-story or even three-story parking garage and charge $20 a day like Daytona does. Daytona parking lot, I don't know if you've been down there yet, it is full every day. Same thing with St. Augustine, St. Augustine building. Parking garages are expensive, and if the concern is about too many people coming to Flagler Beach, 
Well, all you're doing is making it easier for more people to come. So, so that's part of the whole philosophy. But I, I don't know if the concern because I, I – as a business person, I understand why we want more people. The restaurants would kill me if I said, I don't want any more people because I'll sit in a restaurant and I'll hear people from all over Florida sitting in there dining. And so we need that parking for our businesses to, to survive. Yeah, parking is always a challenge. And I think is using that site specifically, you know, that's a prime downtown site. Do you want that to be parking or do you find another site? I mean, St. Augustine, yes, I'm not familiar with Daytona Beach's parking rush. Mm-hmm. I am familiar with St. Augustine's. Well, there's this kind of on the periphery of downtown. You you still have a good 15 to 20 minute walk from the St. Augustine parking garage to the heart of downtown St. Augustine. Right. And there doesn't seem to be much of a problem with people walking that far. So um, are there other sites the city commission talked about? How do we uh, manage our existing surface lots? Can we expand the number of surface lots that are available to start to address the parking problem? Got it. Dale Martin, new city manager of Flagler Beach. Thank you very much for being on the business report today. Great job. Looking forward to working with you in the future. Thank you very much for the invitation, and I'll come back anytime you're interested. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. That's the business report for this week. We'll see you next Saturday.